0: Welcome to the First and 10 Podcast. Uh,
1: That's a hot take, that's a scorching take. I'm not afraid to be bold though. Thriving, surviving, and watching Rutgers football. There's nothing to respect about Rutgers. You know what, it's pain, but we look good while we do it, man.
0: and welcome to the First and Ten podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Feltz, here in Indianapolis, Indiana. A little chilly, uh but I'm inside recording today, which is it's nice. Uh we're recording this on uh the late afternoon of Friday, November fifteenth, uh just hours before the twelfth Saturday of college football. Uh week twelve in the Big Ten. Uh whole lot of games to cover. Whole lot of games worth watching this week. Uh, as always, I've got, well, one guest joining me today.
1: Not a guest, a host joining me today. Uh, and that's Reed in Nashville. Reed, what's up? Hey, Patrick. Um, it is getting cold really fast down here in Nashville. No kidding. Yeah. Um, it, it is. Just like uh, in Minneapolis. And uh, tonight, I'm going to be going to a uh, uh, high school playoff football game. So. Hopefully, the team I'm ready for will win.
0: Yeah, well, I was supposed to be covering some high school football tonight. I still am going to be covering it. I'm actually going to stream the game online and then uh, do some interviews. I don't know if I'll interview in person or if I'll interview over text. I text a couple guys on the team for interviews sometimes, but uh, I won't be covering it. The game is all the way in Fort Wayne, which is about... I don't know. It's far away. It's multiple hours drive. And I don't know if I wanted to go. It's
1: uh, the track and it'll be freezing. Uh, and uh, speaking of covering um, football games, if you want to see some freezing cold takes about this season's college football um, games, go, uh, go, go to Google, type in peabody.press. That is the website for my high school newspaper and see the horrible article, or not horrible article, but the horrible takes that um, I and a fellow writer on the newspaper had on Vanderbilt season. We had them going six and six with a three and five conference record and yeah, that has not turned out to be true at all. It was an ice cold
0: prediction thread and it's kind of funny to go back and read. It's well
1: written though. Yeah but if you, you ever to laugh you that much about and I even mentioned Purdue in there. We talked about Rondell Moore, which that actually ended up Coming true, Rondo or Purdue had a good game against Vanderbilt, but Purdue kind of torched Vanderbilt. Yeah, if yeah. you want to laugh at some bad college football takes, go read my article. Yeah,
0: I agree. It is worth checking out. Uh, support student journalism. Yes. All right, uh, we're going to start this week by talking. We're going to just jump into it. We're going to go straight from the top. We're going to start with what we called our game of the week. Uh, Over on our Instagram, we posted about the game of the week this week. Uh, We're calling it uh, a ranked-on-ranked matchup in State College. or State College, that's that's the location. I always get up College Park and State College mixed up. Yeah, It's State College, that's Penn State, I think. I'm like 90% sure on that. We'll just say Happy Valley. Happy Valley, yeah. Uh, I'm Happy Valley, Penn State. Uh, in the AP poll is ranked number nine. I'm going by the AP poll because that is the poll or the coach's poll. But that is the poll that AP poll has Indiana ranked the highest. So does Indiana the cat team playing on the road against Penn State. Number 24 Hoosiers. Uh, Penn State has lost just one single time in their school's history to the Hoosiers. That was, I believe, three years ago in Bloomington. And they've never lost at home to IU before. Can the tides turn this year for the Hoosiers
1: or will it be more of the same turn? But I don't know if they will, because um, if you look, Indiana just came off of a bye week. So they've obviously had a lot of time to prepare for a big opponent like Penn state. And next week, Penn state will be traveling Columbus to play the number one slash number two, depending on which poll you look at ranked Ohio state Buckeyes. So, Um, Indiana does have some things going their way, but of course this will still be a Penn State home game. And I think it just comes down to Indiana's a very good football team, but I think Penn State's just on another level. And I don't think the Hoosiers will be able to compete. Uh, You know, I don't think they'll be able to hang in this game for very long. I think Penn State should win this one by about 14 points. You see, I don't
0: think Penn State wins by 14. Indiana has not played – in a whole lot of blowouts this season besides Ohio State, Northwestern, and Rutgers. Every other game where they're at least, like, thought to be decently competitive. Or, well, and I guess like the FCS game, like Eastern Illinois and UConn. UConn's not FCS. But in conference, Indiana has played in almost always competitive games, even when – well, actually, I shouldn't say even when they're – no, even when they were the underdog. They were the underdog at Michigan State. Michigan State was still ranked, and that was a home game. So just about every time I IU stepped out into the field this season in conference play, it has been a close game, except for the two cellar dwellers and the playoff team. So I think this game will be closer than a lot of Nittany Lion fans are comfortable with. But I still think Penn State wins, unfortunately. I just don't see are you
1: pulling it out, especially without panics? Yeah, and if you want to know why I have – I think that Indi- that the game will be – I think 14 is about the closest margin it can get because obviously Ohio State's on a different level in Indiana and they beat them by 41 points early in the season. But you were talking about the close games Indiana plays in, but it's not really good that it's a close game because Indiana's supposed to be better than Nebraska and they're supposed to be a lot of points better than Maryland and all that. And there just comes a point when, when, when you consistently play teams like Michigan State, Rutgers, Nebraska, Northwestern—they've played all these teams close to each other. I mean, well, well there's, there's, just, uh, there's just Northwestern and Northwestern and Rutgers were absolutely not close. Rutgers oh, yeah. had a passing yeah. yard. But my point is, um, Indiana had a nine-point loss to Michigan State. And I think we can agree on the fact that Penn State... Well, that was that was a three-point loss Michigan State scored in garbage time. Okay, but... I'm not trying to cover, but... I, I get what you're saying, but uh, there's there's a certain point when there's just superior athletes uh, for the Lions than there are for the Spartans. Penn State's athletes and their coach, in my opinion, right now, are they're just so much better than Michigan State. So if Indiana can't hang... On the road against Michigan State, I don't think Indiana will be able to hang on for very long against Penn State. I think Penn State should oh. win this one comfortably. Not in a blowout, but I think they'll win. I think they'll win by a good margin of victory. That, number,
0: one, number one with that, uh, that Michigan State game really was the turning point for Indiana's season. The guys in the locker room thought they should have won that game. They should have uh, been the better team. and They were a pretty heavy underdog in that, if I remember correctly. Uh, this was before Michigan State had completely given up on their season like they have now. Uh, they were still thought of as a ranked team and a pretty decent one at that with what I think we all called one of the strongest defenses in the country at the time. Takes get cold. Uh, But uh, that was also a a turning point for Michigan. That was a turning point, I think, for Michigan State. They thought, oh, we're playing this close with Indiana. Maybe we aren't quite as good. And IU since then has... Won games and they've won them pretty convincingly. Maybe not on the scoreboard, but they have outplayed uh, their
1: competition, and they're certainly a very confident team. Yeah, there there is and that, I, but I'm just, but what I'm trying to say is, and I'm not, I I'm not a disbeliever in the Hoosiers. I think they can win this game. I think they're a good team, but I just don't think they will because take a look a look at one of the one of Indiana's. Um, not necessarily best, actually it is sort of one of their best wins because they haven't had very much competition, was a seven-point win at Nebraska. And I know it's hard to win in Lincoln, but take a look at what Nebraska's done. They beat Northwestern by three points. Bad game. They got the Brakes beaten off by Minnesota. Bad game. They, um, they barely beat Illinois, which Illinois is better than we thought they were uh, initially, so good on them. And Purdue beat them. Purdue beat Nebraska, so it's not like Indiana has the most impressive of resumes, and I think the stats and the numbers very rarely lie. And I just think Penn State is a superior team here.
0: I, I think I do agree with you on that much, but uh, N- Nebraska isn't isn't a great team, but and you're right about it being hard to play in Lincoln. Uh, I would say that in IU's favor. Uh, at least they're winning the games. That's true. That's in Michigan State. I, I, they, they're undefeated since the Michigan State game. Yeah, but against
1: who, though? I mean, they've, they've beaten Rutgers, that's Maryland, Nebraska, and, and Northwestern.
0: That's the thing. You play who you play, and if you can beat
1: them, that's good. But
0: I think there is something to be said about games being close. I think it's a – or winning in close games. I think that really adds to – your team's confidence, rather than winning in a blowout every single week. I think the Hoosiers are a confident bunch, like I said, because in a road game in the Big Ten where nothing's easy in, you know, tight contests. But playing at Penn State is is different. And I'd love to see them win, but you're right, it's kind of hard to see. I think Penn State by about Yeah, and I think and it wouldn't
1: shock me. It wouldn't
0: shock me if it's by yeah. more than that. But I'm saying,
1: and I think a team with momentum is dangerous. And Indiana, they're not used to winning a lot of games. Last season, they were not bull eligible, and now they've won. Uh, what is it? they've won four in a row, so that should be scary for Penn State. But I think, I think this Penn State and Michigan, these two Penn State and Michigan games, will tell us who Indiana really is. I think if they can be close, I don't expect Indiana to win either game, because I just don't think they're the better team than Penn State or Michigan. I'm but I think blue, if they can keep it close, especially blue. against Michigan, then that'll be then that'll be really a sign of, okay, Indiana deserves to be ranked. Uh, whether that's at, like, number 25 or in a better ranking, they deserve a spot. Well,
0: and I think, before I get too ahead of myself, I think that Michigan game will be close. Indiana and Michigan is close every mm-hmm. single year. Even more so than when I said, oh, Ohio State always gets a little bit scared by Indiana. Like, Ohio State always beats Indiana, and most of the time it's not like an actual at the end of the day it wasn't ever going to be an upset even though i mean take a couple years out of the equation 2015 2017 what have you but michigan that is always one that goes down to the wire like almost every single year last year especially that michigan game in the snow in the big house uh and that iu team was nowhere near as good as they are this year either uh added to that iu Competed with Michigan. They played to the last whistle with them. They were up at halftime, I believe. I don't see any reason why IU can't beat Michigan this year. Michigan has gotten better too, I'll, I'll say, but that's, that's enough on that game. We'll save that for a for preview of next week. I think we both do say Penn State here, unfortunately. I would love to see the Hoosiers prove me wrong, though. Mm hmm. Well, one thing I didn't mention about this, uh, Penn State's coming off of that Minnesota loss. Uh, do you think that will have any bearing on the team? Will they be playing angry or will they be playing defeated? Will they be – What I am I guess, will they look like Michigan State did after their Ohio State game? Or will they look like uh, – Wisconsin after uh, Illinois? Wait, did – but did Wisconsin Iowa was the game after Illinois? No, Wisconsin, Wisconsin right? faced
1: Illinois, then they got uh beaten by Ohio State. Oh. And then they beat Iowa yeah. by Illinois, two points.
0: Wisconsin after Ohio State beating Iowa. That's that's what I mean. Yeah,
1: my bad. Um
0: Yeah, they don't want to look like Wisconsin did against Ohio State.
1: Um, I think in this game it's it's sort of hard to tell what kind of um what kind of mindset Penn State's gonna have because on one hand, um they just got beaten by a Minnesota team, who is a very good team. But a lot of guys are clowning them, especially like on social media. Um, they're taking a lot of heat for this program by any means. They haven't won a conference championship, like we said, last episode since the 60s. So Minnesota's not a very prestigious program. They don't have a lot of respect on their name. So Penn State is taking a lot of heat for this. But also, um, in the AP poll, they're still number nine. In the college football playoff poll, they're still number nine. So they haven't lost too much respect, and they're still a one-loss team. So, um, you know, you know, you would think they might come out pissed off because they just got beaten by um, a Minnesota team who not a lot of people respect. But, I mean, does it even feel like they've lost that much? They still have a chance to beat Ohio State. They still have a chance to go to the Big Ten Championship. They still have playoff hopes, and they're still in the top ten. So I got a feeling Penn State might not exactly feel like they've lost – as much as um, like, uh, Penn State, they, they may not feel like they're, they've are they gotten as robbed as some people might expect them to. Um, I think Penn State really – I think they'll come out this game just with sort of like a – just their normal mindset. Just, yeah, we got to play this game well. It's a good opponent in Indiana, and I think it'll be enough to beat them. So I don't really think you're going to see anything super out of the ordinary from Penn State. Maybe you'll see one player sort of go off like Clifford or Hamler, but – um apologize know. for my dog barking in the
0: background <laughs> uh i'm really sorry if he would shut up that would be great <laughs> he probably saw a deer or a squirrel or something and now he's going
1: insane no this is a dog friendly podcast it is a dog friendly i don't know your but... dog's name patrick but uh I, I his name is Louie. Louie? yeah like buffaloie
0: yeah basically <laughs> Oh man, he should quiet down right about now. There's nothing that exciting. No squirrel is worth barking for that long about. Nope. But uh, if you're ready to move on to our next game. Yeah, which one is uh, that? Of course, uh, our next game. Oh my god, he won't shut up. I can't I can't do it. It it won't sound any
1: <laughs> Wait. Oh, come
0: on. I'll be one second. I'm going to throw it right. away and see if that will calm him down. Our well, if you don't mind. In UMass, or, <laughs> Ru- Northwestern and you. Basically,
1: Rutgers at this point. Um, Essentially. Yeah. Um, Patrick and I were talking about this one before we started recording. And we were saying this might be like one of the worst matchups this season. Because I forget what the exact stat Patrick told me was. But Northwestern is Northwestern and UMass are dead last in some stat category. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm back. I threw a toy.
0: I think I calmed him down.
1: We'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah,
0: the stat was uh, Northwestern is 130th in the country in yards per play on offense, and uh, UMass is 130th in the country in yards per play on defense, as in yards allowed per play. So that basically means that they are dead last in yards per play. That literally means they're dead last in yards per play in both categories. Uh, These two teams are incompetent on offense and defense, uh, respectively, uh, for Northwestern and for UMass. And UMass's offense is no good either. The difference is Northwestern has a good defense. They have a top 40 defense. So that Northwestern defense should just hand them the game in and of itself. And given how terrible UMass's defense is, Northwestern just by virtue of having power five talent should
1: probably run up the score on UMass. UMass is historically bad. Oh yeah, they've had some pretty embarrassing losses this season. They're 1 and 9. Um, their one win came against they one win came against Akron and there some some notable games they played, a 48-21 loss to Rutgers, a 45-20 loss to FCS opponent Southern Illinois. A 62-28 loss to recently promoted to the FBS Coastal Carolina. And mm. the, last week, they lost to Army West Point to 63-7. And Army right now has a 4-6 and six record. So that just gives you an idea of who UMass is as a team right now. They also lost to Liberty 63-21. Um, and speaking of Liberty, they recently became bowl eligible to the shock of probably a lot of people. To, the, to my surprise.
0: Yeah, uh, UMass is is horrible. They are a joke. They should be in the FCS. And there there's really no reason. This team got demolished by Rutgers. That's literally all you need to know about UMass. They are so horrible. And they don't belong in the FBS. Like, I know I've said that about, oh, I think I've joked around and said Rutgers shouldn't be in FBS, let alone the Big Ten. Or I've said... UConn shouldn't be in the FBS, but like UMass unironically should go be playing in the FCS. And even that might be a little bit too nice for them. (laughs) They are horrible at football and they're just a
1: joke. They are a joke. Yeah, I think in this one, it's hard to tell what the outcome will be because obviously UMass will score uh, a very low amount of points, probably somewhere between zero and ten. On this Northwestern defense, but it's it's really just a question of how bad is Northwestern at offense because we know the Northwestern is they I, I believe the stat was they they scored the touch they scored a touchdown recently for the first yeah, time in like a month um, yeah yeah it was
0: yeah last against week,
1: Purdue they scored their first touchdown since the Nebraska I think game the first week of October yeah that's what it was and yeah um, so. Um, It's hard to tell how they're going to do because um, the U.S. defense obviously is terrible and the Northwestern offense is terrible, but you just wonder um, which dead last is worse because um, like one dead last team in one category can be a lot worse than the dead last of a different one. So I feel like Northwestern could put up some score like 60 points, but I saw their offense in person. They cannot move the ball very well. And oh, it's so especially cool. their passing game that they just they just can't – their receivers just can't catch. They just cannot catch as if they're uh, Power 5 players. Yeah. So it's, it's just – I mean, I think this game could be a 60-point margin um, or a 20-point margin. So, I'm yeah, gonna, I'm going to get is So, I'm going to predict it uh, sort of in the middle. I'm going to say Northwestern wins this one 38-3. Um, but like, mm -hmm. it's even hard to say that because Northwestern, they had a bad game against UNLV. They beat them 30 to 14. That's not a score you should be beating UNLV by. So it's just hard to predict this one. Yeah. Northwestern's
0: a 39 point, uh, betting favorite right now. I don't think Northwestern can score 39 points in a game is the thing. Yeah, me too. Like this offense is bad. Even when, even if you're playing UMass, who is just horrible, I don't think Northwestern can move the ball. They just aren't like good.
1: Yeah, and I feel like their running back Bowser, he's not he's not very good, but I feel like he's good enough to to run the ball against UMass, but like he's fine, but yeah. against UMass he's he might as well be Walter Payton, you know. Yeah, but the thing is if you're going to be relying on the run game, the clock's just going to run out and there's only so many points you can score in a game that ends quickly. So, I feel like I feel like picking Northwestern um with that big of a spread in their favor is not the best idea. No, your your prediction sounds about
0: right. Like in that thirty-eight to three, like a seven touchdown, margin's about right. Thirty-nine, forty points is a little high. Yeah, thirty-eight to three sounds about right. Maybe even thirty-five, nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that wouldn't shock me. I, I think Northwestern wins it by a pretty big margin, but maybe not as big as you'd think.
1: Yeah, that's uh, couldn't have put it better myself. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, next up, uh. This is another 12 o'clock kickoff. Uh, all three of these are that Northwestern games on BTN. The IU game is on ABC. Uh, Michigan State and Michigan. Battle for the state of Michigan. Michigan State is a 13.5 point road underdog, which I think is a little bit of a low spread, uh, to say it myself. And, you know, they usually say anything's possible in a rivalry game. But this time around, I'm going to say... No, not really. Yeah. Uh, When you're watching this game, it's the Fox big noon kickoff. Uh, Michigan should handle them pretty easily. Michigan State, for the first few weeks of the season, up until their Ohio State game, they were thought of as a super tough defensive juggernaut who just had a little bit of offensive trouble. And they've kind of become a decent defensive team who has a horrible offense and no confidence across the board they obviously blew that 28 to 3 lead against Illinois at home last week which is just devastating and if their season wasn't down the toilet after 34 to 10 against Ohio State or 38 to nothing against Wisconsin then that Illinois game should just be a flag of resignation they will still finish 6 and 6 because say they lose to Michigan they they still get Rutgers and they still get Maryland so they can still go to the Detroit Pizza Bowl or whatever it's called now Quick Lane Bowl. <laughs> Quick Lane Bowl. Thank you. I always forget that one. I'm used to calling it the Little Caesars
1: Pizza Bowl. Yeah. And I remember, Patrick, last time I saw you in person, um, it was the week uh, Ohio State played Michigan State. Correct. In Indianapolis. I said that um, I'm not looking forward to this Michigan State-Michigan game at all. And the reason I wasn't looking forward to it back then is because I figured this game is going to be just uh, defense on defense no points scored. It'll be like a 3 nothing final score, but now I'm not looking forward to it. I'm dreading this game for different reasons, and that's because I think Michigan is going to absolutely blow Michigan State out of the water, and I hate seeing Michigan win big, or win it all for that matter. And because mm-hmm. I don't blame you. Because um, in this game, obviously we've known Michigan's offense is not as good as a lot of the other ones um, that you see in the top teams throughout college football. But They've improved a lot, and if you look at um, uh, a couple of weeks ago when they played Notre Dame, they put 45 points up on Notre Dame. So this offense has seen a lot of improvement, and I think uh, a bad Michigan State offense against a good Michigan defense means no points at all for Michigan State. And a okay Michigan offense versus an okay Michigan State defense, I think Michigan can do well enough to, to score enough points to win this game by about 28 uh, or more than that. So I got Michigan winning this one by about, I'll say 31-7 will be my final score.
0: I've got Michigan by a similar spread uh, margin, and I like them going way over the spread of 13.5. I don't think this one's going to be close. That Michigan State offense has been gridlocked for about a month and a half at this point.
1: I just don't
0: see that doing anything, and – they, they've lost all optimism in East Lansing. They have moved on to basketball. Yeah. But um, they got a big win in basketball last night against uh, Seton Hall on the road. Really? Yeah, Seton Hall's a good team, too. They had uh, Miles Powell, a uh, good
1: player. But uh, one last thing. I know Michigan – or I don't know what Michigan's going to do, but I, I do believe Michigan's going to uh, beat the team. But right now, Michigan is still the little brother. They have beaten uh, Michigan State three times since two thousand eight, and this this series historically has been dominated by Michigan. I'm, I'm aware of that, but in this decade, Michigan State has been in total control of this rivalry, and even if Michigan wins, Michigan State will have one, two, three, four. They'll have they they will have won the decade six to four. And that is that is huge for them. Uh, if
0: you remember, I think my favorite moment in the history of this rivalry is the iconic uh, Trouble with the oh, Snap. Oh, I love that one, too. I watch that sometimes when I need to laugh.
1: I remember that one. That was the day. Whoa, he has
0: trouble with the snap and the ball
1: is free. Jalen Watts Jackson, one of my favorite names And he scores play. on the last play of the game. Unbelievable. I remember that day. That was the same day Ohio State wore the black uniforms for the first time. Uh, they wore them against Penn State back when J.T. Barrett and Ezekiel Elliott were still at Ohio State.
0: Of course,
1: that was a good day. That well, was a good fun day. Game. Yeah, like
0: to see it happen again. Do it, Michigan State. Yeah. Or actually, don't. Don't make Michigan angry next week. <laughs> make Michigan overconfident going into next week. I see you've got Please. your priorities in order. Of course, uh, Wisconsin and Nebraska. Another. How many noon kickoffs are there this week? What a lot. <laughs> Another noon kickoff. This is also on BTN, and I'm sure they'll. this will be on the main BTN, and they'll throw Northwestern and UMass onto the alternate.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Uh, Wisconsin's a 14 and a half point road favorite against the Huskers. Uh, I think Wisconsin's going to win. I'm not convinced that they're going to cover, though. I think Nebraska's going to. Fight
1: tough because they're kind of fighting for their lives right now. See, I don't know about that because I think Wisconsin needs a big win. Um, if you look at their last uh, few games, they've consecutively had a one-point loss to Illinois, a thirty-one-point loss to Ohio State, and a two-point win against Iowa. Now that Iowa win, still a good win, but they—I mean—they were uh, just running teams out of the stadium to begin the season. They beat Michigan by twenty-one, but. We all, anybody who watched that game knows it should not have been a 20-point margin. It should have been more like uh, in the 30s or 40s because Wisconsin just embarrassed them. Wisconsin has not had that big win that they were used to in the beginning of the season. They have not had that in a while. I think Wisconsin really needs to prove themselves to be thrown back into the um, – not, obviously not the playoff conversation. New Year's Six conversation. So I think Wisconsin yeah. – they need this one more, and I think they get it. I think they'll win by – Um, I'll say, I'll say 31 points.
0: Oh, wow. Uh, I'm, I think Nebraska actually needs this one more. Their season's kind of, like I said, it's falling apart. Uh, they need a win. They need to get bowl eligible or else Scott Frost is going to be under immense pressure next season. As if he wasn't this Mm -hmm. season, uh, the Husker faithful are very demanding and for reason the program has so much history. So You would think that being bowl eligible should be the standard in Lincoln, and most fans would agree with that. So they're going to be fighting for their lives Mm -hmm. uh, this week. I still think Wisconsin is just straight up the better team, and I've got Wisconsin. Maybe I Wisconsin will probably cover. I'm going Wisconsin 31, Nebraska 14.
1: Could you remind me what the spread is again?
0: Uh, 14 and a half.
1: So they're yeah. I think Wisconsin goes way over that.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure about way over, but I think they probably will cover and they will certainly win. And this will continue what has been a disappointing season for Nebraska, and they can't even look forward to basketball. Their basketball team uh, this season so far has been a joke they are going to bring <laughs> down the resume of the big ten them in Northwest well northwestern actually beat Providence who's a pretty good team but they Northwestern in basketball lost to Merrimack College oh no who just moved up to d1 no. yeah uh Nebraska so far is 0 and two on the season with home losses to UC Riverside and southern Utah
1: it is not. And, good. Uh,
0: Riverside beat them by 19, and they lost by a point to Southern Utah. That Ouch. is just uh, – that's painful for the, the start of the Fred Hoiberg era in Lincoln. This team – but the, the Nebraska basketball team is pretty much all brand-new guys, all transfers. They are building from scratch right now, and it could be a few years before they're ever decent. So, Nebraska fans, uh, at least there's –
1: At least you got, like, wrestling or something like that.
0: They're decent in volleyball, I think. Oh, that's true. I remember Dean
1: telling us about that.
0: Yeah, they've got a good volleyball team. So, uh,
1: yeah, look forward to that.
0: Oscars. Uh, Nebraska will lose big this week, though, in all likelihood, as has been the case this season. Not just losing big, but losing painfully. Uh, They will probably lose a painful one to Wisconsin. Whether it's a painful close loss, a painful – had a little bit of hope and then they threw it all down the drain loss, or a painful getting the crap kicked out of you loss, it'll be one of those. Speaking of getting the crap kicked out of you, uh, 3.30 on BTN. Ohio State is, is playing on the road in Piscataway against Rutgers. All right, you've
1: announced that the game is going to happen. That is all we have to say about this one. Thank you, Patrick. That's
0: it. Uh, the only thing I'm going to say is that Ohio State is a
1: 52.5-point favorite, and that might not be enough. Say, say what the uh, spread is again. 52.5.
0: Yeah,
1: Ohio State's going to win this one. I'll say 72-0. So I, wouldn't, wouldn't yeah, me. and Ohio State is done messing around with teams like Indiana. Well, Indiana's good now, but like in the past, Indiana, Maryland, Illinois and Ohio State's always beaten the Brakes off Rutgers, and now that Ohio State is so much better than they were the last uh, two years or so, it won't even be a competition. I think Justin Fields should be on the bench by the second quarter, and I would definitely be mad if Justin Fields is playing in the third quarter of this game, unless it's some crazy, um, ridiculous, uh, alternate, parallel universe upset. upset of the yeah. century? If, if Rutgers beats Ohio State, I feel like wanna have some sort of bet that I do some ridiculous thing, that ridiculous punishment for me if Rutgers wins this game because I know it's not going to happen. What are you thinking, Patrick? What, what should be my bold if Rutgers wins? Uh, you
0: will fly to Newark, drive to Biscataway,
1: and jump into the river. That's going to be a No. Just because I'm not going to pay uh, hundreds of dollars to fly into New yeah. Jersey.
0: I'll tell you what. If Rutgers wins this game, I will apply to Rutgers. I will apply to their university. I wasn't planning on doing it before. But you know what? They'll, they'll have earned it. They'll <laughs> they will earn have earned it. it. They will have earned the genius
1: that Patrick felt. Yeah, provides. Yeah, so I'll,
0: I'll be giving him about $50 <laughs> worth.
1: Um. What is there to do? Because I mean, I live in Tennessee. This isn't like it's not like I can go up to Rutgers. As you, like as I said, I can't get a flight. Could have Griffin <laughs> make a,
0: a sacrifice for you? I
1: could. Um, well, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to pain Griffin by making him go to the Rutgers campus, though. I don't want to
0: like, torture the kid. Yeah, I
1: know. Um, nah. Um. You know what? If if Rutgers beats Ohio State, I will give Griffin. Should I give Griffin money or some Ohio State merchandise? or some, Oh, you I know, don't know. I'll give, Griffin, I'll give you $100. If you listen to this, I will give you $100 if Rutgers can beat Ohio State. The thing like
0: is, uh, you should give him $100 in some very New Jerseyan way. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know. Can you give him $100 worth of Wawa gift cards? <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure something out. Well, hopefully I won't figure something yeah. out. Good thing is you yeah. won't be paying in, in all likelihood. Yeah, we, yeah, I will be shocked if Rutgers wins this, let alone comes within 40 points. Yeah, the only way Rutgers can – Ohio can even come 84, Rutgers' 6.
1: Yeah, the only way Rutgers can even come close is if someone sneaks away uh, – or if a group of guys steal all of Ohio State stuff and sneak onto the bus and play instead of them. I mean, there's just – Not even steal their stuff. They would have to, like, steal their powers. They
0: would have to be like the Monstars.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, I feel like you could play Ohio State's third team offense and defense, and they would still win by about 30 points.
0: I agree. Ohio State should be having Justin Fields reading a clipboard
1: by the second draft. Yeah. I mean, just I mean, just, just leave him in Columbus. Let him do some homework or something. Just just bring uh, Chris Chuganoff, and Gunnar Hoke with you to Piscataway and just mm-hmm. leave all the important guys at home.
0: Yeah, Chase Young's suspension doesn't matter for this one. He wouldn't have played it yeah, anyway. At least, hopefully, not. Unless if he did play, I'll tell you what, he could have broken some records. Oh, yeah. Like most sacks in a game? I don't know. Yeah,
1: and that would, I mean, the, whoever Rutgers is starting this game would be leaving with a lot of uh, aches and pains and bruises and all that. Yeah, this could be ugly.
0: This could be very ugly. A road team, fifty-point favorite in conference—that
1: that just—that's just the the typical point of you don't deserve to be in our conference. If you're absolutely. if you're getting fifty-two points in a game in a conference game at home, just go go play in the American or uh, in some sort of FCS conference. But you don't need to be here. You're not on our level. No, absolutely. The fact not. that we even spend our time. Uh, weekly talking about these clowns is ridiculous. They should have never been in our conference to begin with.
0: No, not one bit. And I don't care how much that New
1: York market is bringing you. It's not. They're not even they getting much consider. out of. I mean, uh, how much? How much are they even making out of the Rutgers and DC markets? I can't imagine. I don't. I don't. Because it's not the like numbers. there's a, there's very many Maryland Rutgers fans to begin with. Well,
0: thing is. Well, number one, Maryland does have a really, uh, a pretty large following in basketball. That's true. It was one thing, Rutgers, I can't really speak to. But those areas also have a huge amount of Big Ten grads from all around the country or all around the conference, rather. Uh, there are a lot of, uh, grads at every school in D.C. and in New York because those cities are just so big. Mm-hmm. So it gives those fans, number one, a way to watch the teams, number two, a home or a road game to see them play like this week in Piscataway, it should be a bunch of Scarlet and gray in the crowd and not Rutgers Scarlet.
1: Yeah. But I mean, if I was an Ohio state fan who lived in Jersey or New York, I don't even know if I'd, if I'd want to go to this game. I would, I would rather just watch it on TV or watch something better. I would rather uh, like plant a garden or something than watch the Ohio State Rutgers game. There's so much better usage of your time. I would go to work, or I would watch paint dry. But, I mean, it's just painful to watch Rutgers play football. It's not easy. But what is easy is beating Rutgers. That's true. uh,
0: Which Ohio State will do. Next up, uh, Minnesota and Iowa. Iowa is coming off a loss to Wisconsin. A heartbreaker. And Minnesota is coming off of the biggest win, maybe in school history, over uh, Penn State. Don't know how that slipped my mind. This game will be at 3 p.m. on Fox on – or not on, but in Kinnick Stadium in Iowa City. And I'm double-checking this because this says – that Iowa is a three point favorite, but I need to check that again because I'm not going to. That doesn't sound right. There's. Hmm. Iowa is a three point favorite or a three and a half point favorite, according to CBS Sports. Uh, I don't agree with that at all. And I think Minnesota is going to win pretty decently in this one.
1: Yeah. Um, for this one, I just want to start by saying um, if anyone from the state of Minnesota um, or a Minnesota Golden Gophers fan from wherever is listening, <clears throat> um, here's just my message to the Golden Gophers. I have been a believer in you since the beginning of the season, since even before the beginning of the season, um, when I picked you to go 9-3 and three overall, 7-2 and two in conference, and be playing in Indianapolis in December. And I stuck with you after – the near loss to San Diego, not San Diego State, South Dakota State, the overtime game against Fresno, Fresno State, the near loss to Georgia Southern, and everything in between. I picked you against Penn State when no one believed in you. But this will be the end of me picking Minnesota every week. Because as an Ohio State fan, I have experienced the voodoo black magic of Kinnick Stadium that Iowa has. Uh, they haven't been able to upset someone at home this season. They had they had the chance against Penn State. They failed. And let's not forget, Iowa's still a really good team. And I think after Minnesota's coming off of such a high um, after that game against Penn State, it's obviously never easy to go on the road in Iowa City, especially not after you just left it all in the field in TCF Bank Stadium. So I got Iowa in a seven-point game.
0: Whoa. Never did I expect those words to come out of your mouth.
1: It's the end of an era. No kidding. Well, actually, it really Uh, isn't because the following two weeks – or the following week, I would definitely pick Minnesota. And I don't know what I'll do with the day – or the week of the Wisconsin-Minnesota game, but I could go go either way there. But – well you betcha I gotta go Minnesota here though. Yeah. But you know what? Because Minnesota's done what they had to do. They've won nine games, so um That's it. They've they they've proven me they've right. The, so they've done their thing. Know, I, I don't they've proved their bargain. Uh, really have to pick them anymore, I don't think.
0: Okay, here's a few things. Number one, I'm not buying the Kinnick Voodoo this time around. Because okay, Big Ten has a rule. Uh, in November Night games cannot be played unless both schools agree to it. Minnesota did not want to play on the road at night in Kinnick. So they said make it an afternoon game. So it has to be in the afternoon. So this is an afternoon kick. Uh, the, the Kinnick magic is not the same when it's not 7 o'clock at night.
1: I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I be, don't it know it about that. Because Iowa, in the past uh, season, they've beaten a number three Michigan team they beat a number three Ohio State team. They have almost beaten Penn State. And this season, they played Wisconsin, lost to them. They played Michigan, lost to them. They played Penn State, lost to them. This is their last opportunity to knock off one of the big teams in the Big Ten. Because after that, they got Illinois and Nebraska, who are you know pretty Joe Schmo average teams right now in the Big Ten. Is,
0: well, is, well, yeah, no, Illinois. Yeah, Illinois. Illinois is
1: good and all, but I mean, the, the best they can possibly do, in my opinion, is go 7 and 5. So there's that. And I, so this is their last chance to really beat somebody big. And I really think I was going to come out fired up. And although, yes, it is not a night game, um, I was still ha- going to have that upset in mind, I think. And I think they'll be able to pull it off. That that'd be crazy if they could. I I don't want to pick Iowa. I think I want to keep believing in Minnesota. Oh, I do too. Believe me, and... I I want Minnesota to go twelve and zero, lose to Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game, and then <laughs> go win the Rose Bowl or Orange Bowl or Cotton Bowl or whatever by a million points. I just don't see it against Iowa.
0: I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say Minnesota, and I'm gonna stand by it, and I think. Last week has just proven it to me. Minnesota can pretty much handle any pressure. But anything is possible in this game. This is
1: quite ironic, how Let's In the preseason, I was high in Minnesota, and you were super low on them. And now the tables have completely turned. Yeah,
0: I guess Minnesota's proved it to me. I My big thing with them early in the year was they haven't proved it yet. And I think Penn State is the thing that, okay, they proved it. All right, I'm, you're legit. Now prove it to me again. Show me show me you're legit against Iowa. Because there's one thing about beating a very, very good Penn State team at home, but if you can get it done in a tough environment like Kinnick Stadium, then you should have
1: no trouble playing nearly anywhere in the country. Yeah. But, I mean, again, I, I just think with with the fact that, that Iowa, like I said earlier, they haven't had uh, this miraculous win that they've had. They've gotten used to having. They've gotten used to being the upset team of the Big Ten. Now they don't have that. Um, I just gotta say, like Lee Corser always says, This is just this is strictly business. I gotta go against Minnesota here. Eh, Iowa's offense hasn't convinced me. I mean, they don't look fantastic, but they showed against Penn State they can make some plays. And I think if they if they string together a few good plays, it'll be enough to beat Minnesota. But do you know what Minnesota showed me against Penn State? They can make all the plays. That's true. But, I mean, that's – I think I think the Minnesota – the way they played against Penn State was just like how Ohio State played against Michigan last year. Everything that could have gone right did go right. And you don't get that – you don't get that twice very often. You especially don't get it two weeks in a row. So, I just think Minnesota's going to have some trouble in this one. I still think it'll be a close game, and I still we'll think Minnesota see. is a very legit team who'll go on to do good things the rest of the season. But I, I just don't think they can beat Iowa. I, I just, this I can't be. go against the Hawkeyes in a big game like this.
0: This should be a really good game, and we're gonna. Oh, I'm looking have forward to, wait to see it for sure. What happens? I can't wait. And that'll do it for our show this week. Uh, unfortunately, Griffin couldn't join us. Uh, he's dealing with some personal matters right now. I uh, just want him to know that he's in our thoughts and prayers, and we love him and uh, if he or anybody uh, who's friends with him, who's listening to this and is familiar with the situation, need to talk to anybody at any time I'm available and I'm sure uh, Reed is available as well. Yep. Uh, our thoughts are with uh, him at, at this time and we look forward to having him back on next week. Uh, and a couple other notes uh, just about things around the conference uh, and around us. Uh I was looking into bowl tie-ins uh, recently and I figured out some unfortunate news. Uh, I think there's some deal between the ACC, SEC, and Big Ten with the between the Gator and uh, Nashville Music City Bowls where I think, I forget what the exact stat was, but I think it's like half the time the Music City Bowl bid has to go to a ACC team over X amount of years, and
1: half it has to go to the Big Ten. Same with the Gator Bowl. What it was, yeah. And I looked it up this year, morning, actually. it's um, They signed a contract for six years, and three of those years have to go to the Big Ten, three have to go to ACC.
0: And this year, I think, has to go to the ACC. Why is that? I'm pretty sure there have been three Big Ten teams in the last, like, five years. Well,
1: was a contract...
0: From what, think I, it from what what I was
1: something, I think it was something like uh, it was for the next six years. I may have read it wrong, but um, the Music City Bowl last year it was Northwestern. The year before, no, it was Purdue last year. Okay, it's Purdue last Purdue, year. Northwestern year before, before that, it was I believe Louisville and Texas A and M.
0: Let me look it up real quick.
1: No, I can't remember who's,
0: but I'm pretty sure that means I think what I read was the Big Ten would have to go to a Gator Bowl this year. Unfortunately, because I would love to make a trip down to Nashville to potentially see IU play,
1: but um, let's see, yeah. Oh yeah, the last three years it was Big Ten. It's Purdue, Northwestern, then Nebraska. That's what I thought. Okay. That so
0: that likely means the Gator Bowl or almost certainly means the Gator Bowls and the Big Ten's cards
1: this year. But also there is there is a tech there is um there is one thing that would enable the Big Ten to go to this bowl game is the fact that the SEC is uh, they're really top-heavy conference in that they have five teams in the top, I think, 13 or something like that. And after that, they got a lot of very um, very low-down teams. So the SEC might not have a lot of bowl-eligible teams this season, which if they can't fill all their bowl eligi- el- eligibility spots, then that would open up an opportunity for the ACC to play against the Big Ten in the Music City Bowl.
0: Yeah, and I don't think – and I'm speaking from the perspective of a team who could be in a bowl – similar to the Music City Bowl I don't want to play an ACC team they're all boring and they're all bad it's true. except Notre Dame I want to play Notre Dame but they're not really ACC I mean they kind of are but like not really I want to play Notre Dame just to show them that Indiana runs the state but yeah I want to play Kentucky or Tennessee that'd be fun like come on that would be fun yeah I'm okay with well, a- I think Indiana Canada will blow board, Tennessee out of
1: the water that's why I-, I want to smoke Tennessee that'd be fun yeah Come on. And uh, one, one uh, last note from me about going to Big Ten games next week. <clears throat> As you all know, Ohio State is playing Penn State. I will be in Columbus there. I'll try to get you guys coverage from uh, the college Uh-oh. game day set from the stadium. And I'm going to try to put together uh, a video on YouTube and potentially on Instagram too, uh, showing you guys uh, the, the view from college game day, the crowd, the campus, and all that. So be on the lookout for that.
0: Wow, you need to get
1: a, sh- a sign for the show on game day. Oh, yeah. um, I have two signs prepared for game day, and I'm not going to say what they are right now. I want to keep it sort of a secret, but I think they're pretty funny, and I will definitely I be sharing wait. those on the Instagram. I cannot wait. And that's going to be a
0: great time in Columbus, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I can't. I was, I've got something going on on Saturday. Uh, it won't prohibit me from watching IU in Michigan, but it will prohibit me from going to IU Michigan, which I would have liked to go to uh i still think i might be able to make it to the bucket the week after though uh we're gonna see how that shakes out so i might get to see my first big 10 game of the season uh in west lafayette well
1: hopefully
0: Uh, i think i had a couple what you said hopefully
1: that'll work out so you can go
0: yeah i'd be fun i'd like to uh What else did I have? I had, oh, shout out to the Evansville Purple Aces uh, for beating Kentucky in basketball and proving yet again that the state of Indiana is superior to the state of Kentucky in every way (laughs) and that uh, John Calipari cannot win against teams from the great state of Indiana, the basketball state. We run it. John Calipari, he didn't want to play IU. It's okay. He got to play Evansville. He lost. He lost. He lost to Evansville with the number one team in the country at home, and I had a good laugh at that because seeing Kentucky losing basketball, especially to a mid-major from my home state, just just melts my heart. It makes me so happy. I uh, I don't think I've got anything else. Uh, oh, actually, how about Ohio State basketball? You're the Buckeye fan. I've been saying for a few months that Ohio state's going to have a really good basketball team this year.
1: And that win over Villanova was just unbelievable. Yeah. Um, last season I was kind of optimistic about Ohio state and obviously that didn't turn out well. <clears throat> they were an 11 seed who lost in the second round of the NCAA tournament. But yeah, Ohio State had some good talent last season and this season, they're really just going to, I think take advantage of that. And I have a lot of faith in Chris Altman as the coach. So, uh, I'm super optimistic about the Ohio State basketball team this season.
0: DJ Carton, remember the name. That kid is going to be incredible. He has been so far. Uh, I believe in Buckeye basketball. Uh, even though a couple other teams in the Big Ten have struggled to start the season. Purdue's got a losing record. Michigan State was number one, and they lost a game. Yikes. Nebraska's looked horrible. Northwestern lost to Mary Mack. Uh, I believe in Ohio State, and I think Ohio State is going to be like a top-two team in the conference. We're gonna see what happens in basketball though after football's over because that's a pretty long time from now we've got we've got a whole lot of football left to play and then we can start caring about basketball and that will do it for our show today Thanks for listening uh, check out our Instagram and Twitter feeds uh, you can find us on twitter.com/first and 1g uh, we're on Instagram. At the first and 10, spell it all out. Uh, We'll catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Bye.